Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Ileana Vassilou, who is the CEO of Creating Effective Organizations. She has a mission to heal the world of work. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. And joining us in the studio, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry, lots of things happening in the real estate world. A lot of the things that are happening are people are looking for other options because in northern Nevada, it's tough to find a home to buy if you're a home buyer. And home sellers aren't sure if they want to sell, so things have slowed down dramatically. I have friends from all across the country. I'm hearing different stories from as far away as Minnesota. Florida, Texas, Kansas, you deal with people all across the country. In the business world, people don't always look right next door, do they, to buy their business, to invest? No, I deal with people all over the country because they're investing in other states, Uh and there's a lot of reasons to do that. A lot of older folks are saying, hey, I want to be close to my grandkids at some point, so I'm going to go ahead and move out of the current state, not quite ready, going to go ahead and invest in some real estate in the state that I'm going to land in. So yeah, there's lots of reasons to expand your horizons when it comes to real estate investing. I look at all the reasons that people buy homes and also the reason that people sell homes. And I know that people sell their homes because they're moving to a different locale because of job situations or opportunities. But I think you're right, sure. I think most of the people that I think about that are selling their homes, they're in the prime of their life or maybe even a little later. They're toward retirement. They're getting to retirement. They want to make some upgrades to their life. And being able to sell a home for a substantial profit, I mean, let's face it, with the home values what they are today, especially here in northern Nevada, they're dramatically higher than just one year ago. And compare that to two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, my gosh, some people have doubled their money on their real estate in northern Nevada since 2012. It is a great time to consider making that next move. But the challenge is always, what do I do? How do I contribute to life to anybody by selling my home and taking the money and I've got to do something with that money. What are some of the things that you think about or you hear about that people do when they sell real estate and get a big chunk of money? Well, oftentimes, you know, there's another consideration. If you're in a high tax state and you're cresting towards retirement, you want to make sure that you're not given, you know, a a third of your income still to this high tax state. Exactly. That's why so many people are moving from you know, the East Coast down to Florida, you have a lot of people moving from California to Nevada, even, you know, South Dakota, believe so, it or not. So so there are people that maybe made, made a lot of money, built a lot of wealth in a particular state across the country that has a high tax, that is essentially a high tax state, okay? So you live there in that high tax state, you're saying that people could move, uh, relocate, say goodbye to that high tax state, move to a low tax state, and then retire, and then you're not taxed as heavily when you start using your money or even giving away your money? Well, think about it. If you're pulling money out of your retirement, you got to pay tax on it. Would you rather pay 14% to California or move to South Dakota 
and pay zero income <laughs> tax. Wow. However, a lot of people also, you become snowbirds. Uh -huh. So you can live in a no-tax state. When you don't like the weather, you relocate for six months out of the year to uh, uh, some warm climate. So let's say that you live uh, in Southern Cal and you want to do exactly what you're talking about. You want to leave a high-tax state. And let's say you decide you're going to move to South Dakota, low-tax state, zero-tax state essentially. So you move there. But if you want to spend your summers in California, nothing's going to stop you from that. You can still go back, enjoy your life there. In fact, there are other ways. And one of the ways I, I'm thinking about lately, I've talked about this on the show before, is the RV world. Move to a low-tax state, establish residency there, get an RV. And then when you want to go back to this high-tax state to visit friends, family, or the beach, you can do it. Absolutely. Also, a lot of states have great opportunity to invest as well. So mm -hmm. if you want to start to build some additional streams of revenue, passive income, that's what it's all about. A lot of people are pre-thinking that right now as well to go, how can I uh, motivate myself to get there even faster by investing in real estate, you know, halfway across the country? So a lot of people don't think about that, Sherry Hill. They don't think about continuing to work in the business world after retirement because the traditional way of thinking about retirement is you no longer work. All you do is have fun and relax and somehow you're supposed to magically pay for all of this, I guess, or just struggle through your life in retirement. But the reality is nobody can afford to be that old style retirement anymore. Absolutely. And, and the cool thing is I work with so many investors and they're not single investors. They've partnered up with two or three others, right? So now they're pooling their funds, right? Other people's money. Mm -hmm. They can buy some really good properties and then take a third each of the, the revenue. It sounds simple. It sounds easy, but I know you, there are a lot of complexities. Sherry and I know that's why people reach out to you at Sage International. You've been in business for almost 30 years now. It's amazing the clientele that you have worked with and you continue to work with and the incredible successes that these businesses have that have come to work with you. I've visited these businesses myself, many of them, and it's just such a delight to see things start from a seed and then grow to something substantial. Sherry, one of the things that people think about again when they get into retirement is uh, turning the lights off. No, no, no. I think that maybe retirement and forward could be the best part of an individual's life, but you have to have that income. You have to know that you're not going to be struggling for money. We talk about starting businesses all the time with you because that's what you are. You're the wealth diva, but the fact is a lot of people who get into retirement, they've had a government job all their life or they've worked at a factory all their life or they received a salary all their life or, and so the thought of going into business after retirement or right about that retirement age, let's say 65, might be kind of scary for some people. What do you have to say to the folks that have the capacity but just don't have the confidence? You have to follow your dream. So if starting a brand new business when you're in the twilight years may not be for everybody, but there's a lot of ways to start business. So a lot of people I've done, I just did a big program last weekend it was called Infinite Wealth, and these are all of your traders. So people that are trading in the stock market, people that are into cryptocurrency. And so it's really kind of interesting. There are so many ways that you can tap into what is current, what is happening, where you can make good money. But with that comes responsibility. There's going to be tax consequences. There's going to be estate planning consequences. There are going to be asset protection consequences. That's why I'm always a speaker at these types of events, so I can educate people. There are so many ways to invest and create multiple streams of income. Whatever's your passion, whatever floats your boat, that's what you want to be looking at. But you've got to start now. Sherry, you're right. And the traditional way of thinking, again, I'm an older gent, so when I think about having your own business, I think about having a retail store in a small downtown across America. But that's not what being a business owner really means today. It's really using your brain. And look, let's face it, we are in the digital world and it's, it's possible to run incredible businesses. 
and start well, incredible well, businesses. The, yeah, a lot of people that you know, you've you've gained a lot of historical institutional knowledge. A lot of them come out and become consultants back to the companies or within the industry, mm -hmm. right? They're not quite ready to give up, but they don't want a eight to five, 40 hour a week job. So there are so many ways that you can, what I call cashing the checks in your head, which is take all that knowledge and how do you convert that into something that's gonna generate some revenue for you, you're still gonna have fun, you still feel the value, you're still giving back, um, there's a lot of ways to do it. If I didn't know you already, Sherry Hill, I'd pick up the phone right now and call you. That sounds so exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are thinking about selling your home, you don't know what to do with the money, you don't know what you would do with your life, think about the things that Sherry Hill has talked about. If you're an entrepreneur at heart and you've had a business or you've never had a business and you're approaching retirement age, think about the opportunity to have your own business that will fuel the golden years of your life. It's incredible what you could do if you talk to Sherry Hill at Sage International. Sherry, all of your contact information is on our website, but I want to make sure people understand. Visit the website of Sherry Hill, Sage International. That's sageintl.com. Thank you. Back with more Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I'm glad you're tuned in to our radio show today, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Many people that I talk to tell me that they really don't think they're in a position where they can buy real estate because they either don't have enough income for down payment, maybe they have bad credit, maybe their income is so low they can barely afford to pay their bills, and so forth and so forth, right? We hear all those stories when we ask people why they're renting instead of buying a home. I think it really all comes down to one major thing, and that's this, debt. How much debt is in your life because like a bad influence in your life debt too can influence your life in bad ways it can make you think about things differently because you have learned to have debt to tolerate debt in your life and now this is the kind of person that you are a person that allows themselves to be indebted always to others can not have as much control over their life as a person that doesn't have debt hanging over them. So on this segment today, we're going to be talking about how to be debt-free in as little as one year, depending on your individual circumstance. And I'm going to tell you this for two very good reasons. One, I've used this system and it has worked for me. Two, I learned this system a number of years ago when I got into the mortgage world and my mortgage mentor, God rest his soul, Ben Barker, my mentor passed away in 2014 and I miss him today. Ben Barker was one of the smartest mortgage lenders I've ever met. Not only because he was a great mortgage lender, that's what he did for a living. Ben Barker was a great instructor and he was a great motivator and leader. He was like a Klingon, if you know what I'm talking about with Star Trek. He was one of those people that he got in your face and he told you exactly what he thought. I loved Ben Barker. Let me tell you what I learned from him about being debt free. So the main thing is this, debt is really killing Americans' ability to purchase a home. The average American has saved very little of their income uh, the most recent stats are anywhere from 0.05 to 1% of their income. And, you know, we actually see that most people 
you know, are spending their way into trouble. The bottom line is that you cannot build your own value, your own wealth, if you owe other people money. Ben Barker used to put together a great class on being debt-free in a year, and my notes from him are what I live by. Let's look at the key stats. The average American has over $15,000 in unsecured debt. $15,000 of unsecured debt, that's not very high by today's standards, but that is a lot of money regardless. Our grandparents didn't even have credit cards, and they did pretty good without them. I remember my mom sending me to the store to get some groceries, and my mom would tell me to sign for it. And I would just sign for it. And she knew the store owner. The store owner know me, knew me, my family, her. He knew that my dad got paid about once a month and that my mom would come in and pay the debt. And she did that. You see, she was using debt, that kind of debt, that kind of credit in a good way. She was maintaining cash flow at home so that when my dad got paid, that's when she paid the bills and then she could live without having to spend any more money until the next time she'd pay the bills. Now, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt is any debt that you use to buy non-assets, okay, when you look at it. If you go into debt to buy a toy, that's bad debt. If you go into, a, into debt to have some fun, take a vacation, go to an amusement park, that's bad debt. You know, it's hard to get rich when you're constantly pulling money out of your pocket and spending it like, you know, fact is, when you're spending, 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 you don't think about paying any money to yourself. I mean, who is the most important life that you think about in your world? It should be your own. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people. Whether we are talking from a physical standpoint or a financial standpoint, you have got to get yourself out of debt. Psychologically, it makes you feel better. And being out of debt, how much stress do you think that would take out of your life? You know, some families actually go as far as divorce because of debt. Either they both got into it, one got in it, they're fighting about it, whatever the reason. But debt is a uh, saber. It is trouble in a relationship. You know, when you have a lot of debt and you interact with different people, you'd be surprised. So you can set an example for your kids, your friends, your family members by being one of those persons that's a leader in society. Working yourself out of debt, staying out of debt. You know, when you're out of debt, you actually even feel better. I know that because with less stress, you're happier, you smile better, you use better muscles, you maybe exercise, go for walks, have fun. It's hard to do that when you're constantly thinking about how you're going to pay your debts and what this next debt that you're going to take on. Your life will be so much simpler without a whole bunch of debt. But how do you get out of debt? I'm going to tell you. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, and I learned how to get out of debt, how to be debt-free in a year, from my mentor, Ben Barker. And here's how you do it. In your first step, what you do is you have, to, you have to add up all of your debts. Put them on a piece of paper. Put them on a spreadsheet. Put them on one line. List up your debts. First of all, your credit cards. If you have two, three, four, five, it doesn't matter. Put each one in there separately so you can add the total for each credit card. Then if you've got payments, personal loans, student loans, Car payments. Who doesn't have a car payment, it seems like, right? Put that in there because that's one of your debts. You're paying that every month. Anything that you're paying on a regular basis that you have to pay, that you have to pay. That's the important thing that you have to pay. I'm not talking about tickets to the movies. I'm not talking about trips to Tahoe. I'm not talking about football tickets to next year's whatever game, whatever sport, whatever thing. I'm talking about things that you absolutely, these are the necessities. Put them down there in your monthly payments. Now, when you look at all your debts and you see all those credit cards, here's the first thing you got to do. It's the hardest part of this whole process. You cut up all your cards except for one of them. Do not close those accounts because those accounts are going to work in your favor. They're going to work in your favor. You're not going to close those accounts. You're going to tear up the cards so you don't add any more debt to those balances. The next thing you're going to do is if you own your home, you're going to get a second mortgage or a new first mortgage to consolidate all of that debt that you have up there. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? I mean, why do I want to refi my house just because i got some credit card debt? Listen, if it's a major debt that you can't handle, you need to know every single option you have. And I think this is a great option for the right people. 
A first mortgage or a second mortgage is going to do this. First of all, remember, you're only going to do this once. The idea is you only do this once in your life. This is a part of getting out of a big hole. You need a certain kind of shovel, and this is a great shovel. The second mortgage or a new first mortgage. It makes sense because you can bring down your average interest rate down from whatever you're paying right now, which I guarantee you is somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 26% on that credit card, you can bring it down to today's new low interest mortgage rates. I mean, we're talking about two point something, three point something, maybe 4%. That's a huge, huge difference in the amount of money you'll have to pay monthly to get that credit card paid off. Your effective interest rate on your mortgage really goes from whatever the note is. It goes down even that lower than that. And you know why? Because home loan interest is tax deductible from your ordinary earned income. At least that's the case in my personal tax world. Everybody's is different, and I encourage you to talk to your own tax professional. Remember, I am not a tax professional or a CPA. Please talk to them about your tax implications before you apply or sign documents on a mortgage. Now, if you can't do a refi, you don't own a home, you can't get a first mortgage, what do you do? You can consolidate all your debts into one or two credit cards. And, and then see if you can negotiate a lower rate on either one of these cards. And I guarantee you, your chances are pretty good that you can. Sometimes you just have to ask for things in this world, you know? Like ask to reduce your debt. This is a great way. It's a great way to help you reduce your debt. Remind those people when you're talking to them, asking about reducing your interest on your credit cards. You're trying to reduce your debt. You're trying to get out of debt, and we need their help to do that. Ask your credit company. Ask them if you'll make a deal. Ask them, what can I do? What can we do to lower my interest rate? After you go through that process, whether you can or you can't, the idea is to make sure you're making the minimum payments on all the credit cards except for one of them, just the minimum payment. Then take any leftover money and use it to pay off one credit card at a time. As you pay off each credit card, you'll have little celebrations, little chances to have fun. And this will encourage you to keep going. I remember when I paid off that first credit card, I thought, wow, if I can do that, I can pay off the other two. It's an amazing process. And then you go with the next system, which is when you buy things, make sure you're paying the least amount that you need to. And make sure you know what you're buying. In fact, go with an all-cash system. I know everybody uses credit cards, but here's what I'm saying. In your mind, this is cash. And if you can do it, go to cash. I use a lot of cash. I love cash. It's fun. It's different. But write down what you spend for groceries, clothes, eating out, fun money, and say, what's your budget? Make sure the amounts are reasonable and that that's where you're going to stay on every single month. And if you've got car payments, remember this, they can be a killer. The idea is you've got to find a way to get your payments down, and car payments is one of the biggest payments most people have. If you have car payments now, see if you can not have one. Sell your car, then pay a cash amount for a you know, less expensive car. If you already have negative equity in your car, pay it off. And when you pay it off and you're going to buy another one, don't go getting in debt again. Pay cash for your used car, something you can afford, and let somebody else take that huge depreciation. That alone is going to help you get out of debt maybe in as soon as one year. If you want to learn more, I encourage you to call me at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I can point you in some great directions. Have questions for our professional staff at Sage International. Call me at 775-786-5515 and tell me that you want to be debt-free in one year. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate. 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening. 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. This is our 15th year of broadcasting weekly Nevada Real Estate Radio here in Northern Nevada. Many people listen to us across the country, of course, because we stream our radio show on American Matters Media, and then we post the podcast, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. You'll see all the shows that we've done previously. If you want to hear the entire show, maybe you just caught part of another show or you got to tune away from this show, that's what we do. We get them posted up there 
when we're done. So you have a chance to listen again, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Earlier on one of our other shows, I talked about how to get out of debt by manipulating, manipulating some of our habits and how we buy, how we sell, how we pay our bills, the importance we put on certain expenses. And that's just part of being successful in the world of real estate. We have to get control of our lives, our financial lives. And sometimes it's really tough to do that, you know, because sometimes uh, you talk to people about saving money and they tell me, Peter, I don't have any money to save. Well, you know, the fact is, I can understand that. But most people, most people who say that have expenditures, I can almost guarantee you, that they could sacrifice for a little while, do without, change some habits. And before long, they might have a little nest egg that they can do something with. I have a feeling that most of us have things like that. We just don't really think it's going to have that much impact on our lives. And maybe as one element of trying to become more financially independent, it seems like a small thing. But when I talk about making little changes in your lives, you'll be amazed how sometimes making one little change in your life has a big impact on other things in your life. And the reason is simple. It's because you prioritize the way that you're thinking. If you want to think like a more successful business person, a more successful saver, a more successful home buyer, home seller, all you have to really do is start thinking like that because you're going to become what you think about. Many books have been written about that theory. It's actually, I think, a postulate. It happens. Think about what you want to happen in your day, and that's probably what's going to happen in your day. So when you think about saving a few dollars here and there or cutting some expenses, it may not have a big impact on your overall outlook of your financial picture, but you'll be amazed what it does to the rest of your picture. It's like a spice. If you like to cook the way I do, sometimes adding just a touch of oregano or maybe just a touch of cilantro or a touch of this, touch of that, right? And suddenly you have a whole new outlook on this incredible dish you're cooking. Your financial future is the same way. So one of the things that we talked about in saving money and paying off debt is really to focus on your expenses and your debts so that you can meet them. But here's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about making a little bit of an investment in yourself. It's called the Peter's Pay It Forward program because you pay it forward the way I do. I paid it forward to Peter, to me. You know, I thought about how I can best help people, and that is for me to be financially secure and unafraid of my future because I owe so much money to so many people, entities, whatever. No, no more. You can have control of your life when you don't have so many obligations, so many people pulling at you. So give you an example. We'll start with your rent. I remember my landlord when I was a young man could see that I was struggling sometimes to pay my rent because I was maybe a day late, two days, three days, and I had a very understanding landlord. And my landlord and I got to talking about my challenges getting the rent on time, and I kept telling him I'm going to do the very best. He said to me, Peter, I'll, I'll give you, tell you what I'll do. He says, you can pay me half of the rent at the first of the month and then the other half at the 15th of the month. Would that help you out? And I thought about it. I said, well, absolutely. You know what I had gained there? I had gained the amount of money that half a month's rent equaled because now I did not have to pay it to anybody on the 1st. I had that money in my pocket until the 15th. So I instantly, I mean, I instantly improved my financial outlet. I was able to pay some bills that I could not have paid if I would have had to pay the full dollar amount of the rent on the 1st of the month, but my delightful landlord said to me, you can only pay me half, that's fine, pay me the other half on the 15th, and you know what, I did that. And I started paying my rent twice a month, on the 1st and the 15th, and my landlord was happy, and I was happy, and you know what, my life improved dramatically, dramatically. I did not even have to earn more money, spend less, make more money. It was my life improved immediately. Imagine if you could do something like that. That'd be one option, a great option to consider. But here's the other thing that I would consider as well, because it's very unlikely you're going to get somebody to do that for you. I started doing the 
Peter's Pay It Forward program, and suddenly I started to feel some of the same benefits, many of the same benefits, many years later that I felt back then when I had that trusting and understanding landlord. So here's what I did. I was in my new world, in my new life, and my rent was due, just like always on the first of the month. And I struggled to make that payment on the first of the month because I was a commission worker and I got my biggest check late in the month. So I was always at a challenge, right? I had the money one part of the month and my bills were low and then I had this bigger payment due, the rent, at another part of the month, but that's when my check was really low. And so it was always a struggle trying to stay ahead and keep up. And then I decided I would see if I could do something similar. I went to my landlord and I asked my landlord, I want to know if I can pay you twice a month instead of once a month for my rent payment. And my landlord looked at me and, well, she kind of frowned. She was expecting her full rent that day. And she said, well, no, I got to have the whole rent. And I said, okay, um, so here is the thing. I'm going to go ahead and give you your whole rent payment for the month here in uh, 1st of October. I handed her the full rent payment in October. And I said to her, may I give you an advance on next month's rent for November? So that when that comes around, I already would have paid you a little extra already in advance. Is that okay? She was, again, a little bit puzzled. She says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, no, what I'd like to start doing is like on the 15th of this month, the 15th of October, I know my rent's not due until November 1st, but what I'd like to do is send you $100. And then when my rent is due in November, like normal on the November 1st, instead of giving you the full $1,000, I'll give you the rest of it then. I'll give you $900. Is that okay? I'll give you that $100 in advance. And she said, wow, well, I, I guess, she said, that'd be all right. And away we went, right? So that's exactly what I did. I found a way, I scraped up $100 to give her in advance on the 15th of the month before my rent was due the next month. How'd the rest end up? Let me tell you, on this radio show, our Nevada Real Estate Radio, I've learned from so many of my guests and listeners that have called to talk to me as well. And I gotta tell you, this is a trick that I learned just from dealing with people. Because the next month, in November, I gave her the $900 on the first of the month. And on the 15th, I didn't give her $100. I gave her $150. She had no problem, no complaint. When she received the check, she cashed it as normal. And away we went. My next payment for the month, of course, was not $1,000 or even $900, it was now down to $850. The following month, on the 15th of the month, I gave her $200. And then on the first of the month that followed, my balance was $800. This continued, ladies and gentlemen, until I was to the point where on the 15th of the month, I was giving my landlady half of the rent, $500. And on the first of the month, on the following month, I was giving her the rest, the other $500. So you see what I had done? I had reduced my per paycheck amounts that I needed to pay. I had made a great friend with my landlady because she was getting half of her rent in advance every month. And I was only being impacted by $500 per pay period instead of $1,000. And the other thing is this. Miraculously, I started to find more money in my checking account. I mean, the fact that I was so focused on making this happen made me avoid little petty expenses that in the big picture may not seem like a lot, but have a huge impact in the way that you live your life. When you think about being efficient, you're thinking about being not only financially efficient, but think about ecologically efficient. The less stuff we buy from China, the less pollution we're going to support. The more junk we buy in small plastic packages that we have to throw into the landfill, the more we will pollute. The more we focus on doing things that improve 
our lives and our lifestyles simultaneously, the less negative impact we have on the world. So many of us struggle because we put ourselves in so much stress. And a lot of the stress comes because we have obligations, financial obligations. And when we can barely make it to the finish line every time, and when the finish line is always so distant, it puts a lot of stress on you, your family, your loved ones. You can't think very well. I know I had that problem. I don't struggle like that anymore. I really feel like I have good control on my finances because I, I do what you have to do to be successful in anything. You've got to stay ahead of the game. You've got to stay ahead of all the negative forces out there. Having a good eye on your finances, Peter's Pay It Forward program worked for me. And if you want more details on how it worked, call me anytime after the show, and we'll give you some great advice from our full team here at Sage International, 775-786-5515. Or visit our website, sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech solar screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. I am talking with people every day about what's happening in the world of real estate, not only here in northern Nevada, but also all across the country. More and more people are making moves to other states, either to buy second homes, investment property. Some people are just relocating for a variety of reasons. Sherry Hill and I talked about that earlier on the show today. But let's look at the stats here in northern Nevada because it might be the stats here that are encouraging people to move elsewhere. Here we go. We just got the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Their update came in on June the 8th. It's yesterday. And uh, it's really amazing what's happening here. The median price has finally hit a half a million dollars. In fact, in the Reno Sparks region, it's now $502,000 for a typical typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. Already stick-built home. It's the resale home. You're going to be paying in the range of $502,000 if you're looking at the median home price, which is the area, the number where half of the homes in the area sold for less and half of the homes in the area sold for more than $502,000. So you certainly can find things lower priced. But there are a lot of homes being sold above that $502,000 price range, and it just keeps going up from there. When we're looking just at Reno and the North Valleys, the median home price is $550,000. Now, that's a substantial increase of 37.5% in just one year. Amazing. It's a 9.6% increase from the previous month. And Reno did not have a lot of sales 
368 sales of existing single-family homes was what was recorded for the last month, and that's a 29% uh, increase from last year. So more and more homes were sold than last year, but it's a 12.6% decrease from the previous month. Reno, Nevada, northern Nevada, all of Nevada, has been discovered as a great place to live by people all across the country. But it makes it kind of tough for the people to live here because if you want to buy a home here where you've lived, where you're just now getting to the capacity where you can be on your own and buy a home, it's tough. You're going to have to make some adjustments, some changes. Maybe you got to change some plans. But, you know, let's continue to look at this. In the last month, 535 homes were sold. That's down by about 8% from the month prior. And the homes that come up for sale, you know, in the old days, they were typically on the market for 60 to 90 days as people looked around and compared homes and looked at different finance options and asked for different kinds of concessions from the sellers. It's not like that anymore. In a seller's market, things happen fast. In fact, the market average was only 14 days before a buyer's offer was accepted by the seller on a contract. So things happen really fast in today's world of real estate because there are so many people looking to buy the limited supply of homes that are available, really, not just in northern Nevada, but I would say almost in any part of the country. There's this new enthusiasm for people to own their own homes. And because of that, more people are wanting to buy homes and do buy homes, and the prices continue to roll forward. And we've reached a point where many people who are just modestly thinking about selling are much more hesitant now because they know things are expensive everywhere. And if you sell a home, what are you going to do? We've talked about that on our shows recently, but you have to think about the fact that people are relocating to some different areas. So let's compare if you were to relocate from Reno Sparks, where the median home price is $502,000, if you move to, let's say, Fernley, Nevada. If you move to Fernley, Nevada, you looked at the same basic house plan, typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. The median home price in Fernley, $352,500. Now, that's not a small amount of change, but the fact is it's quite a bit less than the $502,000 median home price in Reno, Nevada. $150,000 difference in the price. That's what we're talking about when you look at living in Reno Sparks compared to living in Fernley, Nevada. About a 30-minute drive, give or take, depending on what part of Fernley you live, what part of Reno Sparks you live, it really isn't that far. However, the demand is always going to be closer to the central part of the most populous area, and in this case, it's downtown Reno, Nevada. So let's say that you maybe just want to look at Sparks and not specifically at Reno and Sparks combined. You just want to maybe look to the area of Sparks. Sparks, Nevada, has a median home price of $453,500. It's about $48,000, give or take $50,000 difference if you're looking to live in a general area of Sparks versus a general area of Reno. Regardless, the Sparks prices are going up fast as well. That's a 17.8 increase just from last year. $453,500 is not a small amount of change either. Even condos in the Sparks area are substantially higher than they were the year before. Right now, typical condo in Sparks is $297,500. Not a long way from the median condominium price of $315,000 if you look at Reno-Sparks as a combination. So as far as the ratios, it looks like condos are pretty close to each other in value for Reno-Sparks, but when you look at the single-family residences, it's quite a bit different. Many of the deals that are happening in the Reno Sparks area are being sold to people that come here that don't live in the Reno Sparks area. Nevada, in fact, many of our home buyers are coming from out of state. California is the closest one, so it's no wonder that's where most of the buyers are coming from. But what's really interesting, in the million-dollar-plus homes, 
Most of the deals, in fact, 50%, 51%, just over half of the deals are all cash deals. Isn't that incredible? You wonder who's got that kind of money lying around. But I suspect it's not money that's lying around. That individual might have just recently sold another parcel of real estate, and perhaps that is how that money was attained to buy this next real estate. You see, once you buy real estate, you are able to move with the world in a way of investing in real estate and finances because real estate, in most cases, keeps up with what's happening in the world. Inflation is a big one of them. As inflation looks like it's coming to America again, and I've been through it myself a couple of times. The biggest time, was, of course, was in the 1980s. And gasoline had just gone up, and now everything else was going up in price, and yet wages and jobs were not paying that much more. And suddenly, it's like you have so much less money when, in fact, same money but just buys less. Well, that's what can happen and what's going to happen as inflation kicks in higher in America. Last week, I was talking to a guest about the fact that one of the biggest defenses against inflation is to be able to manage your costs so that inflation doesn't impact your costs. I mean, how many people who are renters have ever had a landlord notify them that their rent was going up at some point down the road? For whatever reason, the amount of monthly rent you had to pay was higher than you paid the month before. Maybe it was uh, upgrades in the space that you're living. Maybe it's a standard part of your contract that every year your rent goes up a certain percentage. Or maybe there's just so much demand for the unit where you live that uh, the landlord is feels like he's got to balance things out with the other units that are being rented. Regardless, rents go up. When you buy a home with a mortgage, however, things aren't quite like that. Once you start making your payments on your mortgage, because in all likelihood you have a fixed mortgage for anywhere from 15 to 30 years, in some cases it might be a little different, but it's a fixed mortgage. That means once your mortgage payment is established as to how much it is every month, it's going to be the same every month. Inflation is not going to change what you have to pay back to a bank if you get a mortgage to buy real estate. Some of the things that can change are things like the insurance on the property, the taxes on the property. You know how the city governments and the county governments and the state and the feds can do. Taxes can change. But the mortgage payment to your bank, once it's set, once it's fixed, at what I call today super low interest rates, and today super low inflation rates, you can set yourself up in a pretty good position so that down the road, as things change, as interest rates move up, as inflation moves up, your mortgage payment will stay where it is. In fact, at some point, you might even say it's low in comparison to everything else in the world. It might take a few years, but I know that that's happened. I remember in the early 80s when I bought my first home, my mortgage payment was $600 a month. And I was just barely able to pay that $600 a month. But 30 years later, in 2010, essentially, $600 a month was hardly anything to pay for a mortgage on a home that in those days was probably worth $100,000. So the long story is this. If you really want to make it in the world of finance, you've got to start with some real estate. And I always recommend you use your own home as your first real estate investment. doesn't always have to be the case, but you need to get your own real estate. I'm here to help you with any questions that you might have after the show. There is no cost to you as a service to the Northern Nevada real estate community. Any way I can guide you, you can call me anytime after the show, 775-786-5515. Ask for Peter. I am here, and I'm looking forward to talking to you more about the great things in real estate. One of the last things I want to talk about is how people truly are moving to other areas from metropolitan cities. I was reading in one of the national newspapers recently how small investors are looking to small town homes to start their investments. Many people, you know, because they want to live in the suburbs or the big cities and new construction, they're realizing that they either can't afford to make those high payments or they're better off lifestyle-wise 
to live in a small community. The gentleman I'm talking about, I read uh, about in the national newspaper, he lives in an area just outside of the city of Pittsburgh where there's a lot of demand on homes. And sure enough, same thing is happening there. He lives in a little town about 30 miles away. And he and his mother bought this home for about $50,000 back in the 60s. And now he's being offered $150,000, $200,000, It's just amazing the amount of equity <laughs> And I say that in quotes because that's not the real estimated value of the home. That's how much people are willing to pay, and it's way above asking price. They're willing to pay to have that lifestyle in a small town. So what does that mean to you? It means one thing pretty good. It means that if you are living in a small town rather than selling your home, you might see that as a great investment, either rental or for resale down the road. If you're living in a larger city, and you want to downsize or you want to maybe lead a quieter lifestyle or you'd like to have less of your assets, your financial worth, tied up in your home's real estate, you may be better off to buy in a small town. And there are small towns all around Reno and northern Nevada, and you can do the same thing that they're doing in the Pittsburgh area. Take advantage of the rural areas for your own peace of mind, lifestyle, and financial well-being. Thanks for tuning into our radio show today. We'll be back again next week, same time, same station. And we'll be visiting with you more about real estate and real estate for investors. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Ileana Vassilou, who is the CEO of Creating Effective Organizations. She has a mission to heal the world of work. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m.